Hey, welcome back to the party. We're gonna keep going. I have hit the button. And there is no going back. back. I'm already peeking. That's excellent. We are back. And with very hot mics. We have hot mics. <laughs> hot mics. Welcome to the kindness economy. Yeah. Hey, where we talk about doing business from the heart. And we've been gone a while. We had our summer break. Yeah. I, I missed you. I missed you too. Didn't feel missed, like a break. It was. Yeah, it didn't it was feel a like a, it was. It, it was, was a working podcast bre break. It was a working break. Yeah, it's like a working lunch. It's not really. It's not. Yeah, not really. I was break. eating lunch at my desk. Yeah. It, yeah, it was the life equivalent of that. So we mm. are. I am Rebecca. I am one of your hosts. Yes. And this week I'm going to be talking about I'm low key depressed mm. and a lot of book reading and our numbers which are amazing but the most important aranta yeah. festo today is going to be consumption yeah and so. i'm courtney um and i'm going to talk about what prompted my trip back to the midwest and the things that came about as a result of it and i got some things to throw in on the consumerism rant yeah, yeah. you are you're my expert I'm hip deep on in that. stuff. So uh, getting it started, how are you doing? Uh, I, I'm here. I'm going to the gym again. I like I stopped my gym membership while I was gone. I, mm. Yeah, like everything that came to sense. a screeching halt. Um, mm. So once I got back here, it was. Oh, that's right. I, 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 I miss the gym. I need this. So I started going again, and my body was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what, what? So there was... I didn't consent to this. All the pain, so much pain for two weeks, I think, because it's like I kind of ramped up. Um, I did two days, one week, and then immediately took off to go to um, Camp Tipsy. Yay! Oh, God, we've had that much time. It's been that much time, right. and then came back from tipsy and was like all right I go back to the gym thing and my body was still like why why are you doing this to us um so I've got like the tail end of that soreness going on fun yeah but it, it's satisfying in a way like I did a thing I went away from the thing I came back to the thing and while the pain was there and it's that whole, you know, you go to sit down on the toilet and your legs are like, what? Nope. <laughs> um, Nose to toes. Oh. Nose to toes. And then bring your butt down. That is how you will do it when nope. you are old. Note nope. to, self. to self. For later or when you have done too many squats, you put your nose to your knees and then and you then put draw. your butt down. Okay. But that kind of getting through it, it's a really small reminder that I can get through things. You're going to hear that a lot this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're getting through. We're yeah. getting through. We're getting through. Oh, God. <laughs> so I am, yes, depressed, probably partly because I have not been able to get to the gym. I just, it's, I my shoulder is hurt, and it's still been hurt, and it's been hurt for like a couple months. Oh, wow. Um, and... I just, 
I can only do leg day and I love leg day. Everybody should love leg day, but I get tired of leg day. Leg day is not where I want to spend like months of my workout time. Mm. Mm. My thighs look amazing, but I don't need them to look more so or what, I, whatever I that is. <clears throat> okay, all right. <laughs> I just, you know, it's fine. I understand the power for the strike begins at the foot, but also it's boring. It is. So um, I'm going to force myself back to it, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, but yeah, mostly the, the, the impact is like I just can't. My brain and emotional state is just all over the place and I am overreacting to everything. And I went to try to fix the shoulder. Mm-hmm to a professional and I've like gone up the chain of command at this place and they they have a specialist that does neurological testing, which is the thing that I'm familiar with from my applied kinesiologist. She does the same thing. But somewhere in the middle of the thing, in the middle of the treatment, he's like, oh, you're like offline. It's probably your diet. <laughs> and I just, I lost it. Like not in a, like dramatic and outward way, but just like, you know, quietly weeping on the table. <laughs> and immediately, and you know, content warning for like mental health stuff and suicidal ideation. But I was just like, why, why am I, why do I exist as a living mammal thing that cannot eat? It feels like that shouldn't be a thing. And in a lot of days I can totally, you know, being unique, is eight is a win and i'm like yes i love being unique and not like all the normal people but sometimes i'm like good dude if i, if I could just have some cool ranch doritos right now i'd be fucking pumped <laughs> but that's not a thing i get to have and um i was not emotionally in any state to, to take that kind of news of just like after t it's literally been 10 years that i've had a restricted diet and to have somebody be like, oh yeah, you need to level up on that again. I was not, I just cried from noon till I went to bed yesterday. Ugh. So I feel like I probably really should motivate into the gym for something. So go uh, for a walk. Yeah, I do a lot Take of the it. going for the walks and stuff and my I'm maybe figure out like a running regimen or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay. that's... <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm still meditating. Um, I Meditation got me through. Again, with the getting through. Meditation was like my bedtime treat. Um, usually, usually after a martini. Um, <laughs> Miss martinis too. I, yeah, that... that mm. Not saying that martini is the coping mechanism of choice, but it was one of the ones that was available to me, and damn it, I took it. And it was good. Do you have okay. any more details about that martini? Can you tell us a little bit about how you like your martini? Because that's a really specific beverage, and really? it's not okay. it's not like a you know whiskey neat. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know yeah. exactly I mean, what that yeah, is. No, it's whiskey neat. No, I drink martini. It's gin. Okay. Um, G the medicinal can, yeah the drink berry um then yeah like a splash of vermouth like a splash is generous do you like a sweet or dry vermouth dry 
course. Sorry. Uh, I don't mean of course. I'm not going to judge your sweet vermouth use, you listener. I'm not here for that. <laughs> and then uh, usually two spoons of uh, olive brine. Nice. So and, a little dirty. Oh, yeah. And two olives. Okay. I think mentioning the martini is totally worth it now. Carry on. Yeah. So that, I needed more. That's how I drink. That's how I take my martini. <laughs> nice. Apparently the same way my grandmother used to. So <laughs> that's honestly, that's how I took my martini when I used to drink. So yeah. that's... Um, okay see yeah i'm here for that yes <laughs> um but no the meditation the meditation was really really helpful for me when which um i was using insight timer mm -hmm. um and a lot of uh actually a lot of the ones just for get to sleep all the things to help get to sleep because my brain was like and there's something else i have to take care of and i have to make sure i do this and i have to go to the hospital this day and i have to get these prescriptions and i have to make sure i change the bandages and i have to make sure go Ooh. to sleep which is why i was doing it post martini <laughs> no i could see that yeah. being helpful yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah so like that's my coping with stranger things oh so, oh. I mean, it's not like, I mean, not like, I don't, I don't think TV is any better than, you know, alcohol or whatever. It was still like, I need to check the fuck out now. Yes. What you got. Yes. Entertain me. And if it was feeling too emotional or too amped up, I would choose like British Bake Off or whatever, you know? The yes. British, what is it? I don't remember. The Great, yeah. The Great, yes. The Great British the Bake great Off. The Great British Bake Off. They're so nice. They're, They're so nice. I saw an episode of it and, and it was in a bar and I was staring just with my mouth hanging open going, so what visual is this? and just pleasing to the eye and they're just so nice they're so sweet and I um the uh no pocket no uh julian or feel i don't remember his name the guy that's current one of the hosts mm -hmm. for this season is somebody that i've been watching in like british comedy for like a while now like he's okay. just sort of like this eccentric like oh god like he's the kind of person that that will totally pull off you know those like collar things that they used to wear mm. in like the big ruffle the ruffly collar things yes like he could pull that off okay. he'd be like yes i'm rocking that oh the show was it wasn't nathan barley first i'm trying to remember the original show um they had a series of uh things the mighty boosh Boom. Oh, ah. God. There it is. Yes. Okay. He was one of the original uh, comedians behind the Mighty Boosh. Got it. And oh. I loved that show. So, uh, yeah. So I'm like having some nostalgic stuff. I was like, oh, I want to download some of that, you know? All right. That's a good recovery, sort of. So, like escaping, yes. Escaping the best way you know how. Because, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, do you want me to riff on the whole caretaking thing? Because I can. <laughs> Well, you can riff on the caretaking, and then I can riff on the books and the all right the intake. Word. So, uh, I had to bail. Um, my mother needed spinal surgery, and that this was not something that snuck up on us. We knew that she was going to need it, but we were thinking, okay, this is something that's going to happen in August, and we were planning for later in the summer. You get to play all summer. It'll be fun. It'll be, yeah, like set schedules. We'll both get to be able to do whatever we wanted. And uh, the doctor took a look at her back and like all the scans and everything and was like, uh, um, Thursday, 
how's next Thursday sound to you? How about right now? Yeah, I mean, he was really chomping at the bit to get her in because she was very, very, very unstable and apparently would not have made it through till August. So I dropped everything and went back and spinal surgery is uh, less invasive than other surgeries I have been there for for her mm -hmm. but the impact on mobility oh. was the most profound i oh, have ever seen yeah as, as goes That's the back so goes everything else yeah so like she couldn't she was like a turtle all <laughs> i shouldn't say that but no but with the visual <laughs> though it was really cute but and endearing Oops, sorry about that. No, I got it. Cough. I'm, I'm trying okay. to cough away from the mic. Getting used we're gonna to learn. Having... We're yeah. gonna learn. Like I remember how this goes. I remember. totally know what we're doing. We totally know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but my mom, uh, my parents are the caretaker for my brother, who is disabled, and my father is legally blind. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so now the whole house is. Ding ding ding. Oh ding, my ding, god, ding. I got like a preview of this earlier, but these are details that I did not get. Yeah, Whoa. so there were a couple of extra layers going on when it came to like going home to take care of my mom because so you went like, like deep mom role. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it. God, of course I want you to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I clip again. That's but, okay. Um, that's, what the, that's what this is for. But the, uh, like, stepping into the parental role with a parent is a huge mindfuck. It really is. Um, because there's this sort of, like, wow, I'm, you dream of this day when you're a kid. Like, one day I'm going to be in charge. I'll have so much power. It'll be great. Everybody's going to have ice cream for dinner. It'll be fabulous. It's way more ass wiping than you imagine as a child. Way more. <laughs> like, uh, surprisingly enough, like, not much going on in the way of ass wiping. <laughs> Good. Yay. I'm like, very happy about that. Bonus. Although there was so much talk about bowel movements and bowel health because being, like, getting your spine, like, cut open pulled apart and then like wired back together and stuff um she was on some monstrous painkillers oh yeah which bind you they bind you <laughs> you cannot poop mm -mm. so they had her on stool softeners which help but, but have side effects but don't solve anything like they're oh. like they're not the cure they're just a little helper little little assist so oh. there's still much anger and cantankerousness and frustration. Um, and there's this whole like, okay, well, if all else fails, you can have an enema. No, you cannot have an enema because you do not have the dexterity <laughs> oh. to get do down low enough mm -hmm. with the twist, nor, with the, the, twist. nor <laughs> the agility to get back up as quickly as you're going to need. Right. So, wow. I'm like totally Look, you didn't clip. 
Nice yeah. work. <laughs> I laughed over there. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, like that that sort of thing. Being mindful of so many things that you did not take into account when you thought about being in charge when you were a kid. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be able to have you know like cake for dinner for everyone. The cake situation you had that dialed in as a child. Oh, like yeah, you I mean, knew exactly I what was gonna happen, and nope, it does not go that way. Um, also, there are all kinds of dynamics with your parents and that put your own adult behaviors into place, even the ones you don't like. Oh, yeah, I would always just say, especially the ones you don't like. Yeah, That's like the... all those habits and quirks that you're like, what the hell? And you go back home and you're in the parental role and you get like this 30,000 foot view of your own behavior which is also a mind fuck yeah mm. i mean that's <laughs> that's uh, similar to the watching your kids do your shit you're like oh, oh god oh, that, damn that. It. and then you can oh scaling it no, no 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 so and i'm about to like say the thing that oh man mm. i swore I swore up, Never. down, and sideways <laughs> these words would not escape my lips. Yet here we are. Just this moment. Like, oh, like, Gods I feel like would I, be laughing. Yeah, I feel like I failed on so many levels, but I feel like I succeeded on so many levels. Um, because there's like... The, Humility is never a failure. Yeah. I don't no, think. It's not. But there's there's also that... Like, there's coming face-to-face -face with a lot of the things that are the source of your own dysfunction. And sort of standing up for yourself in ways that you can because you're an adult. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, and that kind of standing up for myself and, like, holding my own boundaries. I mean, granted, my boundaries are kind of permeable through this trip. They had to be in order to get through. But again, with the getting through, but yeah. the ones that I deemed were important, I defended and stood up for them. And I described, I was describing it to Midori as like, you know, eight year old Courtney was somewhere back in the eighties going, yes, because grown up Courtney was like, no, not today. <laughs> not today. Like I, no, I can't. I can't fall back on that relationship dynamic that was in place. It might have served me well to get to the end of the day in 1983, but it is not 1983 anymore. I mean, it was a good year, but it, I, you just can't. You yeah, can't do that. I can't do that anymore. I can. I can. I can move on. It's. I'm I'm a. I'm a grown. I'm a fully grown grown, or at least a mostly grown grown. <laughs> I mean, you're as grown as you need to groan. Yeah, it's fine. Like for current values of grown, I'm pretty grown. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so that 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 was oh, a lot to digest. So like coming back um, into my life has been just oh, adventuresome. I've been actively rejecting being in charge. Like I, I don't want to know mm -hmm. anything. I don't want to be the one with the answers. 
I have, uh, my motto for the rest of the summer has been, uh, sort your own shit out. I mean, I'm, I will help. I love you. I'm all too happy to do things, but I, I can't take on everybody's. I can't take on the world. <laughs> As I said, while sobbing on a friend at Tipsy, I am not made of iron. Oh, but it would be beautiful if you were, but no, 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 I am not made no. of iron. Mm -mm. I, I am a soft and delicate thing. I need protection and I need to be the one to deliver that protection, at least for now. The soft and delicate thing is, <laughs> I have trouble, so much trouble accepting that I'm soft and delicate. Yeah. I want to be so butch. I am. Well, even if you have tough problems with the soft and delicate, you can accept that you are not iron. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Start there. Yes. So in the being depressed, I have at least been, I mean, whatever, and any, any, anything that happens, getting through depression is good. Yes. Um, but while low-key depressed, I have been hanging out with Libby, mm. the app, and reading books for free from the library. Mm. And I've gotten through everything that interests me off of the New York Times bestseller list, which is cool. Um, the, I mean, I have some more items on hold or whatever, but I am like slamming through books and, um, I've, I feel like what I experience, like I'm creating my life as an artist mm -hmm. and, and participating in a different kind of schedule than what I'm used to. Yes. And one of the things that I am realizing I've been doing this almost two years now because the kids went to school in October two years ago. Uh, uh. <laughs> so uh, the summer break, mm -hmm. that's like a legit, that's like when the summer break happens. Uh huh. Because that's actually, we had a huge break around the same time last, last year. year. Okay. And then we have another one for the winter. The summer and a winter. Yeah. Okay. And it's roughly a month off. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I feel really great about producing and having like a space for breaks and in that space for breaks, like it feels like breathing. We're like, because social media is the medium that I am using, like I'm outputting like constantly in my whole life is getting output through these multiple channels. So like for the breaks. It's like the inhale sucking in and that inhale and like anything that isn't nailed down gets into my brain. And it's from morning till night, I am just intaking stuff. And like part of wanting to do stranger things specifically is because it's a cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. um, also, it meets up with a bunch of little like my parents had us watching scary movies <laughs> because they had no concept of age appropriate that I say in quotes, right? Like everybody has their idea of what the fuck that is. But I'm gonna tell you right now, when your child is tiny, like not in school yet, maybe not the horror movies, you know? And I watched them until I was, uh, it started, the, the nightmares started when I was 10. Hmm. But that was also the 80s, as I thoroughly fucking date myself, right? <clears throat> the definition of dating oneself. Mm -hmm. So, um, it being set in the 80s 
it's very therapeutic and i'm trying to like stretch you get to revisit and yeah. sit with your mm -hmm. i'm trying to stretch my capacity because like there's a lot of growth that's happened for me in the last few years where like my mother died and i had to deal with a lot of a lot of the stuff that you're talking about but mm -hmm. it's different because she died very suddenly and i didn't actually get to do any after processing or care for her so i was really fascinated by your experience because it's a lot different than mm. than what i experienced where just the sudden loss and i just have to you have all these calluses in your behavior that were protecting you from them and then it, they're gone and you're like whoa what the fuck just happened yeah and so like from there like i feel like i'm a new person and experiencing things in new ways and so i didn't watch any horror movies because i was like that feels like a panic attack mm -hmm. and i don't like those mm -hmm. and i certainly don't like gore because my brain will hold on to those images in ways that are just really unhelpful yeah um so it's not gory and it's just the suspense stuff and i'm totally fine and it's fascinating Yay. and it's just a part of the you know part of the intake is also like self-help stuff and like how to how to understand codependency better to where like now i can like watch somebody cry i know i talked about this like mm -hmm. I, watching somebody cry on tv without actually crying with them was like mind-blowing and i was like well if i can do that maybe i can watch scary movies so also, there's this cultural phenomenon that everybody's super into Stranger Things and it's literally set when I got my trauma. And I'm like, okay, done, let's go. <laughs> and I've watched, I watched the whole first season. Um, I've, I've read a, a ton of books and I've come up with an, the, the concept for today's Rantafesto really came out of a lot of the books that I've been reading. Um, last week's episode thoroughly goes over all that. Um, but I think we're ready for break. All right. Yeah, break. 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 And we're back. Um, this is where we talk about numbers. Mm -hmm. Where I thank you, listeners, for hanging out with us while we were gone because yeah, you cause didn't stop listening people you were just, listening i'm astonished we have averaged 10 downloads a day every day for i think like 90 days at this point i can't it's difficult for me to go back in the uh the ecosystem my analytics through my host service mm -hmm. don't really allow me that kind of granular detail. And honestly, it's because most people wouldn't even fucking want it. Okay? I'm just that kind of nerd You're where I'm like, I really want it. And Give me numbers. It, you know, it's like an itch I really want to scratch is to see all this data. Um, but what I can look at, and I am thrilled, and it's the it's numbers moving in the direction I want them to, looking at the downloads for the first 30 days per episode. So for this year, from January, which is just one episode, but for all of February and March, and one episode in January, we between eight and 24 downloads. Is that right? Per. Between eight and 24 for the first like 10 episodes or so. And then starting in April, it's like, really nice it's like the low numbers 33 and the high numbers 49 like what hello 
Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, also, yeah. I'm noticing somebody in France is super feeling us. They have suddenly like um, 23 downloads in France. Good grief. Okay. So hello. Hey, Welcome. Bonjour. Super into that. Um, but just like look at the map right now. And I can make a screen cap of this. Show you folks if you want it. There's just oh. so much all oh, wow. over the place. Japan, huh. Australia. It's it's awesome to watch these things light up so the numbers are are even while we were gone i am not at all disappointed i'm not it's just you know i've had some sad reports to do for this and this is not one of them i am so stoked this is like this is a thing yeah and now that we're back like we did Hi. our break and this is when we do our break and now we're back and we're totally doing the thing still so like Hey, welcome back to the party. We're going to keep going. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, it's going to take me like 60 days to actually see, see some more. So yeah. now we practice patience. Meditating or whatever. Uh -huh. So yeah, <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the numbers game. I'm so pumped. Sweet. I'm like stunned more than anything else. I... I do have to report that uh, I give talks, uh, little 30-second infomercials on what I do at this networking meeting I go to, and uh, I have been getting complimented on the my improvement in my delivery. One, because I've been practicing, like Practice. every week, like doing this over and over again. But two, people have com commented on my voice has changed. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Did they, could they like elaborate on that? Did they say more than that? They said that it's gotten more resonant. Oh. Like, okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Like maybe that's part of the whole speaking with this too, that the practice and the whatnot. Practice is kind of amazing. It's like one of the things that, um, I, God, I love Gary Vee. I'm just going to keep, you know, talking that about. Uh, but he's just talking about like if you love what you're doing in the, the the practice, if you love the practice of it, like you don't have to win. Yeah. It just so happens that the people who do the practice win because they have more practice. They practice. <laughs> was a uh, post I saw yesterday, someone talking about, oh my God, you must be so talented. And like talking to a comic book artist and they're like, oh, thank Like I love your art. You're so talented. Thank you. I could never draw. Don't say that. Just like, but but you've drawn like this for so long. And the artist is like, because I practice. Mm -hmm. It's not like saying, oh, you're so talented to kind of ascribe this, ascribes this talent mm -hmm. to like this thing that just kind of hangs in the ether and drops into people's bodies, whole cloth, like boom, you're a you're an You're artist. a genius, boom. You are an orator, like boom, you are a woodworker. No, you, <laughs> part of the whole thing with practice is that you're allowed to suck. Yeah. I like that part. Also, the willingness to just fail on your face. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like last week's episode is probably going to be a fail on your face. Mm. And it's okay. I'm not yeah. mad at it. It's just it's so practice. different. And it's exactly right. It's practice. And that's what's most important is we get that time. Like, I, it, maybe it isn't. You know, maybe it's going to be like, you yeah. know. Anyway, experimentation, diversifying what you're doing and not expecting the win just enjoying getting in there and doing the thing yes that that yes so um 
tell us about your your Patreon. I'm killing it. It's time. I've been fighting the urge to kill. I've had the urge to kill it now. You mean like kill it dead or you're like killing it, like crushing it? Oh, like, no. Kill it dead. Oh, okay. Kill it dead. Okay. Kill it dead. Um, I've been fighting the urge to kill it for a while, mostly because I thought, oh, you know, I've started this thing. I should keep it going. It's the, no, no, it's not right. And it doesn't feel right. Uh, I'm not, and I'm to the point where I'm actively like, like grinding my teeth when I'm looking at it. Because Just, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, because there's, there's stuff that I write and things that I do, but those things kind of exist in their own flow. And it's almost like trying to do those things on Patreon was shunting a lot of like, trying to divert that flow through this other uh machine yeah walled garden yeah where it's all just like right here um and it did not feel part of it like part of the flow for me it's not and maybe i'm just not doing it right who knows but at this point the resentment and like indigestion that i get thinking about it isn't mm, worth it totally. like maybe it'll be something that gets revived or revisited down the line if it's the right tool for what i'm trying to do but right now i don't think it is so it's just better off like axing it i've been think like just thinking about it since we, we talked about it a little bit in the break but just mm. like just the idea of what we're trying to do is like freemium stuff to get people to get comfortable with you and you're offering things of value for free. That's the game. That's the game that I'm teaching all of my mm. clients with mm -hmm. social media is you're giving stuff away for free and then- But I do that on the, all the other you, yeah. platforms. So it's like- It well. doesn't really, it's sort of like a defense move where you're just preparing your protectionist wall around your content in a way that like the user is used to not having those walls anymore. Those walls don't have the value. You have to have a giant name to maintain your wall yeah. right now. And that, yeah, it, I can now I'm like, also there's a thing, one of the books that I've read, Bullshit Jobs. And like, it reminds me of like the concept of just extra bullshit in the system to justify the bullshit in like the system. Here's, here's another hoop to jump through. Here's a, yeah, oh, this is, okay. this is, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so that's where I am with that. Um, I love you. If like those who have supported me, I appreciate it. Um, but it's not part of the natural flow right now. Well, what kind of revenue do you get from your your Patreon? Not much. Like, what? 40 bucks a month. Okay. Yeah. 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 And maybe if you were, like, 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there are people who make their living off of it. But their, stru like, the structure of their business and the structure of their practice is completely different than what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I do much better going out and working with clients or going and mm -hmm. talking to a room full of people than like this sort of, oh, 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 not quite, not quite. I think with like episodic material, um, entertainment, like exclusively for 
escapism. Like if you're doing educational content or anything like that, like you have to give it away mm. and then work the backside on appearances, showing up and giving speeches or lectures mm -hmm. and larger corporate clients or just the point to point. Like you just do single point to point. Yeah. Like, and I also, I also really like single point to point. No, um, it's, it's people pay me for intimacy. Yes. They really do. Yes. Um, because I get all up in their stuff and I get really intimate with them. I actually have the first, I, oh yeah. I have the first client that I'm about to fire. I think it feels good. It feels like a, like there's this thing in sales. Well, like, cause I do a lot of like sales education and stuff too. Or like, mm -hmm. there's this like game that you're supposed to play where like, you're like, ah, I'm going to just walk away. Blech. Right. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm literally going to walk away because yeah. you're pissing me off. Yeah. You, you know, you, 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 you want me to become an expert in your field and you are already an expert in your field and you can either do the work that I tell you to do or we should really stop having these meetings. Mm -hmm. And it feels like part of me feels like that's a good, like, like if I didn't actually mean it, that'd be a real dick move. But, but I do mean it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it feels. Oh, that's good. where that comes from. Mm. I mean, Anna, the first time I fired a client, I felt, I felt validated. Where it's like, no, no, I deserve a client who fits this thing, who doesn't treat me like X, Y, Z. Like again, with the boundaries, like they treat me good. They just don't do what I'm saying for them to do. Uh, and if you're not doing the homework. Then we it's should a waste stop. of their money and stop. your time. Yeah, just, mm -mm. no. And, and they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily need me is another thing because they're, they're 50 years old. Mm -hmm. Anyone in the 50, 60 range that has an established business, which she has, mm -hmm. she has an established business model that mm -hmm. she's following that will work. On a, on, in that classic yeah. business thing. And like, so she doesn't even need me. Then what the problem is. Right. So either you want to do this on a bigger scale with some social media added to it and you do what I say, or you don't do what I say and we stop having these meetings because I'm irritated. You know, I'm not even like hella mad about it, but like, you know, you do your homework or you're going to no more class for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think we're ready for the Rantifesto. <laughs> I'm going to do a quick, quick break. Pause. Boop. Let's do it. Boop. There it is. <laughs> Rantifesto time. Mm. Uh, I feel like I've waited the longest for this bit. This bit. Every week I'm like, oh, and I want to, I want to talk about this. And I want, uh, no, we got to wait. Keep your pants on. That's right. Um, and with all of the reading and I, I was, you know, I'm reading about, um, the black experience and women's experiences and just like kind of getting a, as broad a view of human experience that I can through first count, first hand accounts, uh, historical or memoir kind of stuff. And this thing that kept coming up for me again and again and again was just like the way we consume and the way that like as, as consumers, like racism can only exist because we do not value 
we are willing to consume black and brown bodies and like rape culture would not be a thing if we did not feel a right to consume women's bodies and just like i mean even not even not even just women but just bottoms because i totally acknowledge that like there's like a huge problem of men being raped where like that's not a thing but we we at scale anybody's consumable oh yeah and we just don't give a fuck about the impact no about whatever our behavior is and and in trying to name the episode um i wanted to name it consumption but consumption has a couple of definitions and the main one is just the consuming of goods and what services and whatever consumption but also like it was shorthand and sort of like layman's terms for pulmonary tuberculo tuberculosis. That was exactly where my brain went. Like the little, <clears throat> and you cough up blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was consumption. Mm -hmm. And the metaphor for me that just like exploded into my brain is when your lungs can't breathe and your heart is broken, you consume. You become able to just consume and you don't think about it and you don't feel it and you don't take a moment and just keep consuming and like that is an intense for me I was raised totally as a consumer I was raised to just like we we literally had and we were soaking in it think about the cartoons in the 80s we literally had paper plates that we ate off of daily yeah my stepfather still Paper plates and plastic forks. He just don't want to do dishes. Yeah. Uh, like and it and and it was and it was funny. My sister went to college, and came back and was like, "I don't want to participate in this paper plate thing and this plastic forks." And all of them were like, "Well, then you can do the dishes, because we're not doing it." And like that was just that was our home life. Yeah. On that like. Now, I want to put in parentheses that sometimes it is okay to do that. Uh, yes. But as a lifestyle, because you just don't feel like it? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking in terms of if if you're depressed. When I was depressed, I most certainly did not want to do dishes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like a good way to get through. It's like, okay, paper plates it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't believe in, like... Again, getting through. Yeah, and I also, I don't necessarily want to shame my family for that because that's just where my family was mm -hmm. at. Like, mm -hmm. that's their best, and they didn't have the bandwidth for that part. And they just decided, nope, we're not, not going to do that. And it's, but that it's... was, but if you start to look at it at scale and start to understand that this is where, you know, there's this, it's almost like, we have hollowed out half of the earth to make bullshit to cover the other half of the earth with garbage. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, we can't, like, that's what consumerism is at scale. And the only reason that racism is possible and the only reason that, like, the patriarchy is a thing is a... And colonialism in general was also the totally, we're going to consume we everything. We want tea. We want spices. We, we want, want servants. You got some nice shit over there? Let me see that. Oh, cool. It'd be a shame if somebody was to take that from you. 
and then and proceed to fucking take that shit. And sometimes the things that were taken from them were the them. Was, yes, was their literal bodies. And just again and again and again as I'm like listening to these memoirs, um, Trailblazer. Take your time. I know, right? Trailblazer, um, Dorothy Butler Gilliam, uh, the first black woman who was a columnist for the New York Times, and she was also the person who happened to be involved with covering the civil rights movement. And just the part where, you know, people get that kind of voice in the news, that official kind of storytelling into history. And that that being such a groundbreaking thing is because nobody gets to have a voice other than the dominant thing. And that's only possible because we can consume people without hearing their voice. And like again and again and again, I was uh, I read David and Goliath by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. I feel like over and over and over again, no matter what the fuck I was reading, the problem was consumerism. The problem was our willingness to consume. And even in, in the Malcolm Gladwell book, he's talking about um, how trends change. And it's like, whatever is happening gets played out. And the new thing comes up. Mm-hmm. And they have available market share because people are sick of the old shit. And they have nuanced approach because they're like the new kids. And they win. But it's also because there's a shifting need to consume new stuff. So it just kept getting drummed into me again and again and again. I was just like everything. And I was like, oh, God, it keeps pointing back to all we do is consume. So. Yeah. But there's. Because I'm thinking about consumption as I see it. Mm -hmm. On the domestic end when it's houses full of stuff. And trends, for example, like mm-hmm. looking at closets. Yeah, we'll take closets as an example. Going with fashion and the trends, the trends have uh, sped up. So the turnover is a lot faster as far as like the onset of fast fashion. But people don't let go. Like there's consumption. When I think about consumption, it's like in terms of food. Mm -hmm. These things that you take into yourself in order to generate energy, forward drive, capacity to do other things. And when you're consuming goods, items, household goods and whatnot, these things come into your life and then they just kind of sit there. I mean, you use them, ideally. Maybe. Yeah, like, you know, you get a toaster, you make toast, you're awesome. The toaster breaks, you get rid of the toaster. Or do you? That's another question, Um, which is what I encounter. But with clothing, you consume it, the trends change, and it sits in the closet. Get rid of it. Oh, I can't. Why not? It might come back into fashion someday. In 30 years. The thing that comes back into fashion in 30 years is going to be different. But still... Are you really going to hold on 30 years? Yeah. I mean, the other part is like, get yeah. the, mm-hmm. make the room for now. Make the room like, mm-hmm. you're hanging on to 
past in order to serve some nebulous future. How about existing in now? Right now? Also, if you had your own style and you picked clothes that you just liked and then you get to wear them forever. I mean, that's what I do. I don't know. I got a pretty, like, I'm, I'm, I've come pretty old school today. I go into, I get, get into costumes. It gets, Because mm. that's who we are. <clears throat> TikTok did not help. We are a cost, oh, oh. We are a costume heavy. We are a costume heavy people. Yes. <laughs> I, I did not bring costumes with me to Tipsy and I felt naked. I mean... I'm a very functional camper. I'm not going to be the one with, the, but I mean, I we should, we yeah. should, we should bring more shit to Camp Tipsy. That's what that I should I do. Am, <laughs> I I am guilty of it. But the whole consumption, mm, it's the water we're swimming in. Right. It's what we've been raised to do. I mean, thinking about how we were, like, I cut my teeth on cartoons that were basically half-hour-long commercials for lines of toys that my parents had to constantly say, no, you cannot have that. Yeah. No, you cannot have that. So when you're grown, again, once you're in charge and you're the adult, you get to have the cake for breakfast or buy the entire line of Funko... What's it? Whatever the thing Funko is. toys or whatever. Funko Widget X. Yeah. It's like, oh, I couldn't have the entire Masters of the Universe collection, but I can get this entire collection of bobbleheads and no one can stop me. I swear to God, as soon as I was able to do that on eBay, oh my God, that happened. Yeah. As soon as I was able to get the toy that I wanted, the, the I totally went to the... Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. And some people... We had a full it. Voltron set. <gasps> my friend, we got, we got access to the real internet yeah. with... Uh, a Sega Saturn, I believe, or Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. I think it was a Dreamcast. One of the two. Anyway, it was a Sega product. It was the 90s. Oh, Sega. Um, Sega. Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of trained by consumerism. Mm -hmm. um, but we got to eBay and the first thing we did was buy like a full Voltron set of toys. And we played with them things and they were like from Canada. So we couldn't even get a battery for it because it wasn't the right thing. <laughs> we were so pumped. We did not care. We did not care. So like, it's just, yeah. It, it, it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the water we're soaking in and it's, even Done. if you think about things like with consumer sentiment as being an economic indicator and that we're trained in this way mm -hmm. to we've created the horse race and then we strategically observe the horses in the race like we don't already know where the fuck they're going. Yeah. People aren't wanting enough. The consumer sentiment thing cracks me up because it it's like, wait, if everybody, everybody everybody wants everybody goes out gets a car and then like the next year consumer sentiment has dropped there aren't as many cars being sold because everybody got a damn car i like, know no this stuff is like the tide it comes and goes but there's no allowance for appetite it's like there's appetite and then there's consumption there's like give me all the things i can fit into there's me. never enough with consumption yeah it's like no you're allowed to not be hungry you're allowed to not want and there's not, there's not really space to not want, to well, be we content. We don't even fast as a culture in America. Yeah. So many. Like I, I've practiced fasting with friends mm -hmm. who were doing it for 
religious or cultural 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 reasons um but no overall like when i was doing it they were like why you know other people like why it's like because i'm doing it with my friends so they don't feel alone a lot of cultures have practices of fasting yeah and we really really don't yeah and it's a it's a fun thing to engage in i will say uh in a old school catholics who do like the lint Mm -hmm. observation that one is i think the closest probably i will say if you're doing like just straight water fast um uh vagina owners can have trouble um maintaining and may be prone more to headaches and that sort of thing the data behind fasting is remarkably absent of the differentiator for genders and so therefore surprise surprise um we didn't see that vagina owners existed as having a separate experience. So just be mindful and, you know, get a doctor and whatnot if you're going to participate in fasting for the first time. But like philosophically, the fact that as a culture, we never do that mm-hmm. is, well, when does it stop? When is it enough? And like, it's not talked about. We just consume. What is enough? And I think that's, the question once you get down to it what is enough yeah and um i don't think our i don't think we're talking enough about it as far as no that the absolutely the, not the treadmill and the outcome of being on this type of treadmill yeah to what end mm-hmm. and to serve who mm-hmm. and is yeah. it what you really want and is it enough yeah yeah that feels really good it does Oh my God, I've missed you. I know, I miss your face. Oh, this ah. is good. We're going to totally keep doing this. This is going to be cool. We missed you all too. We missed all of you listeners. And you, and you. Um, and uh, if you would like to find us, um, I am realizing as I'm like really sinking into social media marketing is like my job. The two platforms that I play the most on are Twitter and Instagram. That said, I am also on TikTok and Facebook and all that other shit, but it's really all about Twitter and Instagram for me primarily. Yeah. I, what? Where am I? Yeah. Usually on Twitter. Uh, Seeking Solutions. Oh, That's right. Me. Bonus yeah. Parent Baba. The actual thing is Bonus Parent Baba. The thing. That's where you searching with words. I, we totally know what we're doing. Of course. We're professionals. Yes. Now, I am Seeking Solutions uh, on Twitter. And Instagram, mostly Twitter and Instagram. I like. I have abandoned. It's easy. I've abandoned Facebook. Oh, God, it is sort of overwhelming. Like I can't. I can't. It's like a fire hose. I can't deal. Yeah, <laughs> I end up sitting there for like fifteen minutes at least. I like, can't do it. Oh no, I just yeah. I feel awful when I get off of there. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I've been slimed or something. So no, nope, don't go there anymore. <laughs> Contaminated by the force. So apologies to anybody who's invited me to anything on Facebook because I don't see it. Um. <laughs> The, the email lists are coming back into fashion. They are. They are. I'm on texting, like four different ones. Texting group, group chats. Text. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, this is the part where we say our lines. Right? What's your line? Do you remember your line? Oh, fuck. I don't. My line Whoa. is I hope to see you in the future. Oh. Well, safe travels, everybody. Yeah. That'll be the, the one, one for now. <laughs>